I'm, I'm just gonna let you know here in advance when you do the open for this podcast, I'm gonna run you over and just scream it's deadline day. <laughs> so, just just, just actually... don't be offended because I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna run you over. <laughs> I'm letting you know in advance for, so the bit will work. Yeah, uh, okay, I'm, I'm leaving all of this in as the cold open. Yes. <laughs> just to ruin it all. <laughs> hey, man. I hope you're ready, because once this train is moving, you can't stop it, unless you hit pause, or your listening device crashes. You're about to start listening to the Fool Court Press Podcast. That's F-O-O-L, Fool. We don't mess up your name, so say ours right. A terrible name, and I'm glad they're dead. Sandoria McConnell. Folks Court Press. Jamarcus Russell Wilson. You are going to hear the hard-hitting, well-researched basketball analysis. Kawhi Leonard has a size 14 shoe, so. Uh, and somebody else I can't remember. It's from four strangers with no chemistry. I am the host, Lufa, who prides himself on precise NBA opinion. Yeah, it's this big shire. It's the land of Luke Canards. Well, you know how, like, the Florida Panthers are, like, in Sunrise, Florida? It's, like, not, like, a real place. I am joined by NBA draft specialist and Tuchel apologist, Baldy. All of Florida's just made up. As well as Sandoria. Yeah, a real dick that guy is. Who's consistent fire takes. No, like, Luca, I think he's a real piece of shit. Luca's the owner of the Suns. I think he'd be a better owner. We'll scorch every part of your franchise. Trade <laughs> this motherfucker. Sarver's a real piece of shit. What a stupid name. Well, we gotta like a bear. We're gonna like her. Still a better name than the Thunder. Yeah, real dick that guy is. I hate you. Finally, we have our Australian basketball enthusiast, Duke. Brooklyn Nets have three players who were born in Australia. So pay attention. This may be free, but it's important. What does it mean? Jesus so fucking Christ, just shoot me. Everything yeah. will be fine. All right, thank you for uh, joining us once again. deadline day. Yep. All right. Thank you for everybody for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Thank you everybody for joining us at the Fool Cooler Press Podcast, the only podcast made by fools for fools. Uh, My name is Lufo. I'm joined today by Baldy, uh, Baldy, Duke, and uh, Sandy. Sandy, do you have anything you want to say to anybody? Fuck you guys, Kevin Durant. He's a Phoenix fucking son. It's a good day. Oh. God. No, fuck that. That shit's impossible. There was no way they'd be able to pull off a trade within three days. This guy, Fake news. <laughs> this guy Fake right here, fucking news. Told all of yous. Told you all. If they did it with Kyrie, they can do it with KD. This is where you clip in the uh, clips from the last episode and uh, <laughs> previously. Everyone oh, gets to hear never how existed. loud wrong you were. <laughs> that, that shit never existed. This is loose. What the fuck you're talking about? Loud wrong. Well, I mean. If you either cooled it or fooled it, you can kind of argue either way with it. So don't don't don't, don't don't give this guy a leg. Uh, I mean, I, uh, my supporting argument uh, definitely uh, definitely sunk that ship as an option. <laughs> I gotta be honest. He was very clear of his thoughts. <laughs> Not only did I think it was uh, a ludicrous suggestion, I thought it was an asinine thing for anybody even pr- proposed. Lufacress. All right, so I guess uh, everybody. Uh, uh, we had uh, a bunch of trades. Um, any uh, any initial thoughts on uh, on what happened, Baldy? 
Uh, yeah, these are a lot of people that I've never heard of before. Um, yeah. And even just like scrolling through all these websites, super hard to keep track of. Uh, if someone can make like an infographic just showing like arrows and lines and like that scene from It's Always Sunny where like Charlie's at the board with like the red yarn and shit, like just do that for me. Well, I, mean, I, I don't. I don't you do the that. Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, Detroit Pistons, uh, uh, Golden State Warriors, Portland Trailblazers four team trade got really fucking convoluted for me personally. I had to read it like eight times uh, separately to figure out what the hell had happened. Did you say uh, fourteen team trade or four team trade? Four four team trade. I wish yeah. it was fourteen teams. Yeah. <laughs> can you everybody imagine? pitch? Everybody pitch in five second round picks. Let's see how. Let, let's just see if we can break a record at this point. In we time. should try to do a fourteen team trade in our fantasy league. It's I'm been in. tried. You think Hideo Nono would be the did one to win it? We, we, we had a pretty big on. one. Like we had a pretty big one that only uh, only missed one team. I'm pretty sure. So it was probably Hideo Nono. I got a uh, uh, three teamer waiting on uh, Baldy sign off there. Oh shit! Yeah, my bad. Well, no, I had to drop guys, all those uh, players because apparently I had it. Let's yeah. stop talking. Uh, let's stop talking fantasy. No, that's why we're here, right? Um, so, uh, Duke, what are your thoughts? Uh, initial thoughts from the uh, trade deadline. Oh man, what a busy day! A lot of uh, a lot of action going on. You know, it, it was crazy how much uh, how much Masai and the Raptors did. I mean, good God, the trades I mean, they were held, flying. They held the whole trade market hostage, like just like everybody said. Everybody was waiting for them to make a decision, and they did. Yeah, they, they they waited and they waited. They got uh, the teenage mutant ninja turtle. Turtle <laughs> and half shell. Uh-huh. Uh Sandy, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Chaos reigns. Woj. <laughs> Shams. Chomps. Chomps. Oh, this was your finest hour, boys. Uh, I've been waiting. I've been waiting my whole life for hey, and- a bona fide, undisputed top five player. To be on the Suns, and it, it's finally here. Oh, buddy, come on! Wait a second, hold on. You had a two-time MVP on your team. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then also, and, and then also, second. you had Charles Barkley, a bona fide, <laughs> undisputed, <laughs> the big cactus, a bona fide, undisputed, <laughs> top five. Big Aristotle. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I, I mean, it, my. Uh, <laughs> My uh, initial thoughts are they need to have some trade restrictions on these second round picks. Yeah, man, lots it of. Was, I didn't know. I didn't know teams got that many second round picks. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like the constant joke I kept seeing on uh, online was uh, it, just give me five seconds, and they're like, yeah, done. <laughs> okay, Jay Crowder, <laughs> five second round picks. Yeah, that's sure. uh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. That was a bad trade. Like, you know that's what? what that was. He hasn't played five seconds all year, but you got five seconds for him. If even if two of those second round picks hit, that's a bad trade. <laughs> One of them hit. What are you talking about? Like, like, it's ridiculous. That was a ridiculous trade. And it also begs the question: like, what the hell were the Suns doing holding on to Jay Crowder this whole time? If they could have just dumped him for five seconds? <laughs> hey, man. I don't know. You know. I think we can all agree so that the Suns are the big losers of the trade deadline no, is what I'm trying to say. I think um, yeah. I, th- I think I explained it previously that they had the ownership 
death triangle, and the confusion with Sarver, the confusion with Ishbia, James Jones, and, and everyone else having to have a say in it. They couldn't decide on shit. So it, it took the new guy coming in for anything to happen. He made it happen. Capping. Very quickly, too. I saw it was like his press conference was at 11 a.m. their time, and then by 11 p.m. they had Durant. Can I just touch on, by the way, while we're talking about Matt Ishbia, Isaiah Thomas, please, God, what are you thinking? What are you even doing? It, they they backtracked. Oh, I know they right? did, but why yeah. would you even let something like that breathe air in this world? In light of the Sarver shit, what is wrong with... Okay. It, it's it's amazing. It makes me so happy. <laughs> it makes me so mad. It's crazy to me. You yeah. just got to is... fest out of there, and here we are talking yeah. about... Yes, it, it, is <laughs> it is a It is a read-the-room moment, for sure. Wow. Uh, but, you know, like, yeah. I, I mean, Isaiah Thomas, uh, you know, people... This is what happens with these uh, sports figures. It happened with Kobe, too. Like, we just kind of forget these things happen. You know, mm-hmm. like oh. we had we had him in those we had him in the Jordan docs. We had we've had we go and talk to him every time there's like a BLM situation going on. No one brings that stuff. Uh, no one brings that stuff to the table um, at all. You know, he's still uh, he's still a luminary. And you know, when you talk about a guy who's a Michigan guy, you know, talk uh, bring in his big Detroit uh, Detroit luminary. Mm. It's not like he can bring in Chauncey Billups. That one's taken for now. <laughs> yeah, for now. So, uh, was there any big surprises other than obviously the Durant trade that you guys wanted to talk about at all? I'd like to, uh, I'd like to to run through Sandy's reaction to the Durant trade. I feel like, like I've covered it, man. Take me there. No, take me there. The when you saw your, I want to, I want to be there. Okay, uh, let me pop open my Twitter and I'll read you the tweets that I said. The tweets <laughs> okay. that I sent. Uh, How many of them tagged me? <laughs> I think just one. Alright. So I, I tweeted out... Ah! Kevin Durant is a Phoenix fucking son. KG wasn't lying when he said anything is possible. We deserve this. This is the greatest moment of my sports life. TJ Warren coming home. <laughs> Underrated part too. TJ Warren coming back. <laughs> How about that? We're the mid range alive and well. The mid range is back, baby. Playoff buckets. New uh, new Phoenix Sun starter TJ Warren. Death by a million middies. That's the name hey. of this lineup. Maybe you'll get Bubble TJ back. <laughs> So, uh, so, Duke, did you have any surprises that you wanted to talk about? Uh, you know, the, bi- the big surprise for me was the, was the Raptors stuff, that they didn't do anything. Yeah, Capodal. That was yesterday. Really? <laughs> it's old well, news. I mean, it was, no, it was, it it was, was this morning. Night. Was it? Yeah, it was a dead Yeah, night. it was, it was 1 a.m. It <laughs> broke before Kevin Durant. And then Kevin Damn. Durant happened and everyone completely forgot about it. Yeah. Q Duke, the Raptors didn't do anything. He forgot about it because of Kevin Durant. <laughs> Well, I mean, to, to be fair, that was uh, a long time ago in uh, in, in trade season. Feels like a lifetime day. ago, doesn't it? It's the longest day of the year, deadline day. It does. I, yeah, uh, I mean, stayed up till 3.30 a.m. Just, just waiting on the next move to fall. Same. I, I was 100% thinking the OG thing was going to come out pretty quickly after that. 
And then, and so I was just like, I can't go to bed. <laughs> he didn't so even did. end up moving, did he? No, he didn't. He stays. He stays. He gets to stay. Yeah. No, it's uh, it, you know, it's interesting that the Raptors, uh, to speak to Duke's point, like the Raptors, they decided not to make a move, which, you know, it's not, uh, not unheard of for Messiah to kind of just wait these things out. Like, I mean, that's you know, that's kind of what I was talking about a few pods ago. I did think that the the pricing, uh, the pricing for someone like OGN and Obi would have been too high, and I'm skeptical of their ability to retain or uh, get anything for Fred Van Fleet in the off season. So. That one, uh, that one might be just a loss for the the organization, but um, uh, which is why I figured that they would make the decision to move on from him now. But you know, right now they they brought in Pirtle. They traded a first round pick for next season and uh, two second round picks. The first round pick is slightly protected. It's got a top six protection. Uh, Pirtle is in a pending UFA, which means that they're going to have to sign him. He's looking anywhere between 15, uh, 15 to twenty million a season for four years. So. That's a big contract on top of the ones that they already have to sign with uh, Gary Trent Jr. and Fred Van Fleet. It could, uh, and then the fact that they also are probably going to have uh, Supermax eligibility for Pascal Siakam as well uh, coming this offseason. And then on top of that, OG Ananobi is going to have a player option the following season. So you're going to be looking at doing an extension with him or a trade for him. So a lot of money going out the door and uh, for the raptors very shortly so so a trade that shocked me absolutely astounded me i couldn't believe my eyes when i saw it the los angeles lakers and rob palenka made a good move they somehow found someone who would take russell westbrook and they got talented pieces back I, yeah I, I was told it was impossible so that trade was just flabbergasting so uh, just to give you guys an, uh, just to let everybody know what it was, uh, D'Angelo Russell, uh, Malik Beasley, and Jared Al- uh, Jared uh, Jared Val- uh, sorry Vanderbilt is uh, going to the Los Angeles Lakers. Utah Jazz are receiving Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, and a 2027 first round pick protected for top four. If uh, the if the protection d- holds up, then it turns into a second round pick for that same year. So it's not e- like immediately downgraded. So they didn't back it up with the 2029 pick. Um, and then uh, Minnesota uh, Minnesota Timberwolves sneak in with a uh, Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander Walker, the lesser of a Washington or Memphis second round pick in 2024, and Utah uh, Utah Jazz's second round picks in 2025 and 2026. So they got three second round picks: Neil Alexander Walker, uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker, and Mike Connolly, and they only gave up uh, D'Angelo Russell. So. Uh I gotta ask: Was D'Angelo Russell back in the Lakers locker room? Here, it's all forgiven from the Nick Young, uh, Iggy Azalea. Well, no one's, no one's still there. <laughs> Nobody there. Yeah, but he kind of only the Rambi. I just, you know, he, he, the snitch is back home. He's back. Like well, he's been in stitches. the league. He's been in the league this entire time. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't imagine that there's going to be much issue there. I, just, I, I question. I question whether the fit's going to work yeah. very well. Obviously, um, you know, uh, D'Angelo Russell, his days as a point guard, I think, are kind of numbered. Uh, if you look at his turnover numbers, they're pretty high. His uh, his efficiency numbers when he's running the when he's the primary ball handler in the offense is. Uh, is not great. Part of the reason why the Minnesota Timberwolves turnaround happened is they kind of transitioned all of those duties over to uh, Anthony Edwards. 
Um, D'Angelo Russell, though, is having his highest uh, highest shooting efficiency season. I think he's sitting over 60% right now, a true, a true shooting percentage. Uh, so that's great. But if they're looking for him to be a, a secondary ball handler, kind of what they were looking for Russ to do, um, I think that they're going to be sadly mistaken when it comes to that role because I don't think that's something that he can fit anymore. Um, Malik Beasley is shooting the lights out. Uh, was shooting the lights out for Utah. Uh, for Utah, three point threat. He's going to fit perfectly. Jared B- Vanderbilt, you know, he's just another another big to add to the collection of bigs in uh, in Los Angeles. He's a very talented player. I, I kind of wish he would find an area where he would get a little bit more minutes, but it seems like he's going to be relegated probably pretty deep onto the bench. Uh, the qu- big loser in this trade, though, is I think clearly Utah Jazz. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking, considering they were. Uh Really, really surprising and good uh, at the beginning yeah. of the year here. It's like they uh, kind of blew everything up. Now, I assume that Westbrook's going to get bought out. Ain't no way he's staying in Utah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree that Westbrook is going to probably get bought out, but that begs the question even more, right? Like, so basically, the, the Lakers got D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Van- Vanderbilt, and all they gave up was. Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, and a 2027 first round pick protect uh, with a, a light protection, top four protected. But if it does, if it doesn't convey, turns into a second round pick. Yeah. All they gave up was that, and they get the salary dump Westbrook, and then they also got three positive aspect uh, aspects added to their roster improvements yeah. on any of the players that went out. And in a separate deal, they also went out and got Mo Bamba to replace Thomas Bryant, which is another one that doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah. we can we can talk to, talk about that a little bit later too. No, we don't have to. It's fine. No, no, no. <laughs> just just mention it here is plenty. Wait, there's no need but, to mention the Suns going out and getting Darius Baisley. But like, uh, you know, to just now, I kind of really like this fun. deal. I, I kind of really like this deal for the Timberwolves, and I really, really like this deal for the Lakers. But for the Utah Jazz, it makes no sense to me. It seems like they gave away what they should have been able to turn into at least two first-round picks in players, plus a first-round pick for a salary dump in Russell Westbrook. Because um, now they're going to have to pay, what, $40 million buyout for for nothing, really. Right? Like, I mean, just, so like they gave up all of those assets for a first round pick and the privilege of buying out Russell Westbrook, it doesn't make any sense realistically, Mm. especially considering the fact that like after the trade deadline, the Lakers were clearly going to be buying out Russell Westbrook anyways. So how do we feel about, uh, where I I lost it. I'm sorry. Where's that? Where's that? Where'd it go? While you're doing that, talking about it from the uh, from the Minnesota uh, Minnesota Timberwolves side, obviously three uh, three second round picks, um, uh, second round picks were the were the flavor of the day. Um, so you got to get those up there because you can trade you can trade fifteen to twenty of them for solid superstar at this point in time. It looks like, um, but adding uh, Mike Conley, uh, he's a mu- much more injured uh, version of D'Angelo Russell, but he's a lot more efficient with the ball in his hands. Uh, can really organize the offense a lot better. He also has a good rapport with Gobert, uh, so that's going to be a nice uh, a nice mix 
And then Nikhil Alexander-Walker, someone who, in limited minutes with Utah, seemed to have been really shining. It'd be interesting to see if he gets a little bit more run with a lack of uh, internal uh, depth uh, within that organization. Um, if he can get some consistent bench minutes, it'll be interesting to see what he could develop into. He uh, is a physically intriguing point guard at 6'6". Um, in a seven-foot w- wingspan. Um, so he has a lot of defensive potential, um, but he hasn't really had an opportunity to kind of really run with the position. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Duke, uh, did you have any thoughts on the trade at all? Nothing nothing else other than what's been said. I think that the that 27 first-rounder <laughs> being top four protected is kind of... Uh, it kind of limits interesting, it, right? It kind of <laughs> eliminates the entire purpose of doing what they are doing, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. Because the bet would have been that the the Lakers are so bad, you're going to get a first overall pick or a top four yeah. pick out of it, right? If exactly. you can't get even that out of it, then what the like? What was the point of any of it? Yeah, I, I don't know. So um, I found what I was looking for here. I think, uh, and it's 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 moving on from that to a different team here. I think personally, the clear loser of the trade deadline in my eyes is. The Miami Heat, because they didn't do jack shit. Uh, they're supposedly a contender. They've got Jimmy Butler. They've got uh, Adebayo. They've got all these pieces. They're supposed to be a threat, but they didn't do anything. They stood pat. And here's the thing I saw on Twitter. Um, I actually think I saw it in Discord first. Uh, I don't remember who posted it. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Miami Heat's godfather showed his age of mid-trade talks. <laughs> And I'm just going to read the highlight portion. The Heat reportedly had a deal set in place with the Clippers that had nearly been finalized. Though tough to believe, given Pat Riley's staunch history of professionalism, according to several sources, he was resting as the Heat's front office was trying to get his approval for the deal. So nothing <laughs> nothing went through because my man was taking a fucking nap. <laughs> oh, Lord. He drains life out of you. This is the funniest shit I've ever heard, man. What the hell? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, that organization has uh, has some difficulties for sure that they're gonna have to have to uh, come up with answers to. The Godfather. Um, it'll be interesting. To, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is the player that they were looking to trade there. It sounds like he's completely on the outs with uh, Spolstra, so they're probably going to be benching him for the rest of the season. So we'll see what happens with that uh, organization moving forward. Who are they trying to get for him? I think they were just trying to get some picks. Probably five seconds, if uh, if uh, the the day day said anything uh, anything to me. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they did. Uh, um, they did get rid of Dwayne Dedman. They did. Yeah. Yeah, no, for some they cash. So they they, some, uh, they got rid of Dwayne Dedman in a second round pick. Only one second, so it wasn't that yeah, big. Literally just for some cash. So you know, uh, the last Dedman's going to get bought need. out. What well, oh, yeah. what was the point of this, Miami? <laughs> Why? Yeah, so interesting players. Interesting players also that uh, that are going to be hitting the buyout market. It sounds like uh, we have Serge Ibaka, uh, Terrence Rossett of uh, Orlando is apparently going to be bought out. Um, Russell Westbrook is another one that people assume is going to get bought out. Uh, Reggie Jackson uh, for Charlotte, which is another trade. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that one. That makes no fucking sense. <laughs> uh, like, so did they? Like, I'm I'm confused. If if for whatever reason Charlotte still had Mason Plumley on his, their roster, like, was the organization going to self destruct or something like that? 
they had to get rid of him. That made no sense to me. Either. <laughs> so they so they traded Mason Plumlee to the Clippers for Reggie Jackson, and now they're just uh, no picks, just Reggie Jackson, <laughs> and now they're buying him out. They must not have liked Plumlee. <laughs> like, 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 I don't understand. Like, they, like, I get that they didn't want to re-sign him, but if you're not getting anything for him, why are you just bringing somebody in to give them money to go away? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Just save the money and give it to Plumlee or him to go away if you don't really want him there. Anyways, and then another trade that they they made, they traded Jalen uh, uh, Jalen McDan- uh, McDaniel's, uh, who's arguably the brightest spot on their roster outside of Lamelo Ball. Um, that isn't, you know, obviously a criminal. Um, although I do believe he had something that came up. Oh, jeez. Uh, we don't, yeah. don't No, he had a, he had a uh, DUI, I think, at the beginning of the season. That was, uh, James Booknight. Oh, sorry. The, I mean, all the, all the J names all, all sound alike to me. Um, anyways, Jalen McDaniels, uh, he was traded in a three-team trade with Portland, Philadelphia. So Portland received Matisse Tybel from uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia uh, received uh, J- Jalen McDaniels. And then uh, Charlotte Hornets received Isfi S- Mikhailuk, uh, the Knicks' second-round uh, pick for 2024, and uh, the Trailblazers' second-round pick for 2029. Bro. So they turned, they turned their like defensive 3-and-D uh, uh, three, uh, player, which... We've seen in conversations uh, recently that can land you superstars, and whether it's Mikael Bridges going to uh, going to Brooklyn for uh, for Kevin Durant or F- uh, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith going to Brooklyn uh, for Kyrie Irving. These are key pieces uh, that you want to be building uh, that you can turn into actual superstars. But ben Charlotte Hornets turned it for uh, James Harden. <laughs> exactly going to Brooklyn or. Exactly. There you go. But you like. But Charlotte sees those types of trades and sees the value that you can get from developing a three and D player internally and getting them on a good contract and and such. Moving forward, they see that and they turn that value into Svi Mikhailuk and three second round picks, or sorry, two second round picks. Did one uh, conveying in twenty twenty nine? Has anybody brought up the fact that the damn Clippers they've sent John Wall back to Houston? <laughs> Oh God! What a dick move! Another bio candidate, by the way. That's such a yeah. How? Why would you do this? I, it almost seems like it, it almost seems like the Houston Rockets saw the uh, the Theo Piston uh, Pinston uh, uh, podcast and uh, just they're like, you know what? Fuck this guy. We're going to buy him out a second time this season. We're going to make him unemployed <laughs> twice this year. What the fuck? They got Aaron <laughs> exactly Gordon right. for him, but this is just a dick move. John Wall, man, he sat an entire fucking year. He finally gets free, and he's fucking back in hell. Can we talk about like the Clippers, though, for for a team that is constantly Please. getting getting criticism for just like uh, for buying their way through like uh, buying their way through uh, like these trade deadlines and just taking on as much salary as humanly possible? It seems like they got three or four heists off. Whether it's yeah. whether it's like skipping the buyout on John Wall and turning it into Aaron Gordon, or skipping the buyout on Reggie uh, Jackson and turning it into Mason Plumlee, yes. or turning two f- second round picks into Bones Highland. 
Like they, their biggest thing was a, a ball handling, uh, ball handling point guard that, that that they wanted running their offense. A uh, and it just fell minutes. from the sky for two uh, two first uh, two second round picks. They were in conversations with uh, the Raptors for Fred VanVleet for Terrence Mann and a first round pick for uh, for that kind of uh, like no, for that man, kind of no. uh, role. Minor correction uh, for our guy Lufa here. Uh, they traded for Eric. Gordon, Aaron Gordon plays for the Nuggets. Oh, sorry, you're right. You're right. It was it, it was uh, Eric Gordon, um, but yeah. So like they uh, they added three. They added three, uh, you know, presumably role players to fill in a lot of wing depth. the The only real like loss they had was Luke Kennard. Uh, and he went to Memphis. The uh, the lucky leprechaun. Yeah, he went to Memphis in the Gordon trade. Um, so they, so they. Not only did they get Gordon in that trade, they also got three second round picks. Yeah, yeah. Which are like you know, which are ruples. Like, ru- like those are that's some real currency in this league. Evidently. Yeah, if you get enough of them, you can get yourself a Jay Crowder. Was there any other uh, oh, surprise uh, winners or losers that you guys are uh, you guys w- wanted to mention at all? The the Warriors managed to turn uh, James Wiseman into the glove. Son and five second round picks. <laughs> no, no, the five second round picks uh, ended up going to uh, going to Portland for the glove. So they, no, well, they traded. The Warriors got five seconds too. Yeah, yeah, in they, that same it, deal. You, but those, so basically, for uh, so basically, what happened was they traded. Uh, they traded. Uh, let me pull up the actual trade here just to make sure I, I got this right. But I'm pretty sure that the five second round yeah, picks is what I, they used to send to Gary Payton. And, I'm looking at it on this website that you posted. Sadiq Bay to the Hawks, Gary Payton in five seconks to the Warriors, James Wiseman to the Pistons, Kevin Knox in five seconds to the Blazers. I, you know, once again, this is this is the one that was really confusing, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that might be. I, I think their website might be wrong about that because okay. I believe Kevin Knox in the five second round picks is what they ended up getting, f- uh, like what they ended up getting for. Um, so basically, they traded. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I see They traded Sadiq Bay to uh, the, to the Atlanta Hawks for the five uh, second round picks. They got Kevin Knox in the trade from uh, for Sadiq Bay from uh, uh, from Detroit for James Wiseman, and then they packaged Kevin Knox and those five second round picks for to Portland for okay, Gary Pay- yeah. uh, Gary Payton the, uh, the second. Who would have thought clicking so, the read more button would would clarify? Yeah, so I think yeah, I think they highlight uh, like I think you know. Like I said before, that trade in particular was super convoluted because they just kept adding to it, tweet after tweet after tweet. Um, so I think that there was a little bit of confusion in how it was recorded there. But yeah, I'm pretty sure the five second round picks came from Detroit or, or came from uh, Atlanta to Portland, along with Kevin Knox from Detroit to port uh, to Portland, and then Gary Payton Jr. went to uh, Golden State, and then. Detroit ended up getting James Wiseman for Sadiq Bay, and then the five seconds got Sadiq Bay uh, to Atlanta, which is interesting. Uh, Sadiq Bay is uh, obviously someone who's uh, had some issues consistency-wise with his three-point shooting, but another spot-up shooter for uh, to surround uh, Murray and uh, uh, Murray and Trey Young with. Um, you know his inconsistencies on the defensive end. He's always projected to be a good defensive player, but he's not really shown that but who knows it might be it might be because you know playing on a team that's going nowhere like detroit 
may not necessarily he may not necessarily be putting that effort forward. So we'll see what happens um, with a defensive minded coach like uh, Nate uh, Nate McMillan mm-hmm. uh, in Atlanta. What what happens with him? Uh, and then obviously James Wiseman going to Detroit. You know the. The center uh, obsession uh, that the Detroit uh, Detroit Pistons consistently have uh, shows its face once again. They have uh, they obviously have uh, Bagley, they have Durin, they have Stewart, and now they have James Wiseman. So it'll be interesting to see how that manifests. If they're able to reclaim some value for uh, James Wiseman, it might be a an asset they're looking to flip it la- uh, later down the road. But um, they seem to uh, have a pretty crowded front court at the very, uh, very uh, least at this point in time. And then, yeah, I mean Gary Payton, like for if if I was like when I heard some of the trades that James Wiseman had been coming up in uh, previously, having Gary Payton the third being. Um, the player they ended up getting, uh, or sorry, the, uh, Gary Payton the second, uh, being the one that they ended up getting for him, considering the the long injury that Gary Payton's just come off of and everything like that. I get that he's going back to a team that he won a championship with just last season. I feel like the I feel like the Warriors could have done more with that asset. I actually feel like Sadiq Bay would have been a better player to hold on to in that particular situation. Yeah, I like Sadiq Bay. I. I don't know what they're thinking here. I'm just going to be honest with you. I feel like he's got a little more talent than Gary Payton, but maybe they just value his defense a little bit more. Who knows? Oddly, like I look at this trade, and oddly, I think that uh, the Portland Trailblazers is the one that I like the most out of it. <laughs> um, they did well. They it, did uh, you know what? I scratch it. In Portland and Atlanta. I, I do like the trade for Atlanta Hawks, to be honest. I think it's a good fit for them. Um, but the uh, Detroit side... I get taking a, a taking a waiver on a second overall pick. Um, that's only like three years into the league, uh, so I, I, I get the gamble there. I'm not really gonna uh, really gonna knock it. It doesn't make sense on a roster construction side, and I think not that eventually all. Detroit needs to start thinking about constructing an actual roster. But you know, uh, but you know, to each his own, I guess. Overrated. Um, <laughs> but like you know, like they keep on bringing in all these like like I don't like they're the only team in the league that like that looks at the center position like you need to have seven of these guys i remember they had an off season like the off season that they let christian wood walk they ended up signing three centers to like 45 million dollars a season it was ridiculous and then like now and now we're sitting here we have you know of their last like three drafts they've they've drafted two centers in the first in the lottery and uh, and they've picked up two other lottery uh, lottery pick centers and the like um, uh, that were maligned off of other teams as flyers like it's just a position that they really feel like they need to fill like i don't i just don't get it i have uh posted in our rundown channel on discord a very important quote from a former all-star and a yeah. former nba champion if someone would like to uh Kawhi Leonard, uh, Kawhi Leonard speaking on the Kevin Durant trade. Oh. Oh. He's not worried about the West. Uh, oh, man. What a damn wow. night. What a damn day. That's crazy to me. So was there any, uh, any other like uh, winners or losers that you guys wanted to point out before we move on to uh, what we expect for the rest of the season? Uh, Nick's got Josh Hart. I don't feel like I he's like really, uh, 
So, I like Josh Hart quite a bit. I just... I don't know exactly how much he's going to move the needle. You know, I think... Uh, he's a tough, gritty guy. He gets a lot of... He's, he's one of the better rebounding guards in the league. I, uh... I think when you're like the Knicks, though, when you're looking at bringing in 3 and D wings... Yeah. How he moves the needle is he moves the needle away from Air, uh, from Fournier. You know, the less minutes you can yeah. give uh, give Fournier, the I better. think the better yeah. the, the the better the organization is as a whole, right? I'm just trying to pull up the actual trade here. Sorry, I'm just uh, one second. Yeah, it was. Uh, I got it here. If you want, it's, uh, yeah. They got Josh Hart for Cam Reddish, Svi, Mikhailuk. Ryan Archidiakono in a twenty twenty three lottery protected first round pick, which is what the so they they end up flipping his fee yeah. and that lottery protected pick for J, uh, for Jalen uh, McDaniel's, which I think was a, a great move on Portland's side. I think Portland quietly had a really good uh, a good trade deadline. The obviously I I wish they kind of moved away from Jeremy Grant. I think that. They're still handcuffing themselves in the off season when it comes to it comes to him because he's going to be looking for a near max deal. If they end up maxing him out, it's going to remove a lot of their flexibility moving forward. But on the plus side, they didn't give up uh, they didn't give up any first round picks in this draft. They still have most of their picks uh, together. Plus, they end up having uh, adding five uh, second round picks, which is like a whole jail, uh, uh, which is like a whole uh, crowder that they could add at any period of time in the near future. So. Yeah, they did well. I think Josh Hart will function a lot better um, than, as you said, Fournier. Yeah, I think he meshes meshes better with, uh, especially the young guys, Grimes and um, yeah, that other Grimes, that other uh, like uh, yeah, Grimes quickly and uh, Mick Quaid or Mc- God damn it, I can't remember. Uh, I'll you know what up. I'm talking about. Yeah, I'll look it um, up. Yeah, Portland did well too. I mean. It, that uh, they got Thibault, who hasn't really worked out in uh, Philly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's still really young. I think he's only like twenty three or twenty four. Um, you know, I mean, they they did pretty well. I think I think I saw that Kevin Knox. They they might buy him out. Yeah, um, they should because he's whatever. a complete non factor, as we discussed previously when we right. talked about that draft class. Uh, he is a uh, <laughs> he's not yeah. very good. He's a big negative. He's, He's a big net negative. Um, personally, I kind of, kind of think that like, what's the harm in letting uh, giving him a run uh, in the later half of the season? See what happens. The name is McBride. Is the one that you're looking for, Miles? Uh, thank you. Yeah. What, what's the harm in giving Kevin Knox run? You asked. They're well, if you're Portland, you're Portland. Like, yeah. I mean, you're in the play-in or just out. You're out of the play-in yeah. now, right? Like, I think you're in 12th place right now. Like, what's gonna like? What's it hurt giving Kevin Knox a run? Like, yeah, sure, you're gonna have a huge like. Uh, Negative plus minus, no. but if you can find some form of way to develop that uh, asset, similar to what you're hoping to do with Cam Reddish, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you give him a little run? Like, what's the point in buying him out? He's still a pretty young player. I, I think my question the, would be, who else is taking those lim- those minutes? Yeah, that's literally what I was know? gonna say. When you could give those minutes to someone else, uh, why give yeah. them to him? Who we know is. But like, I mean, yeah. like, who are you taking the minutes away from? Your you're gonna be probably resting uh, Damian Lillard a little bit more down the stretch if you're not making a playoff run. You know, Anthony Simons, you maybe maybe you want to give him a little bit of rest. You know, Jaron ja- uh, 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 Jeremy Grant, you're gonna probably want to give him a rest. Nurk 
Jokic or want to give him a rest. Like you're going to have lots of minutes to go around if you're going to be uh, if you're going to be packing it in on the season, which I mean if they're not going to do right now, it's probably going to be coming down the pipe very shortly. So I, I don't know. I think that uh, I think it doesn't hurt them very much to have a minimum contract player. Um, on their roster unless they're looking to fill in that roster spot with a buyout candidate or if they're looking to fill in that roster spot with uh, with a, a young prospect from the G League or something like that in which case in those situations then I can understand why you'd move on uh, move on from them um, but otherwise like why would you like it doesn't make any sense you, you could just buy them out in the summer yeah I'm sure his buyout can't be I mean, it cannot be much. His contract is he still on his? Is he still on a rookie deal? Yeah, I think he's still on a rookie. He's either on a rookie deal or he got re-signed afterwards. Let me just uh, pull up Portland's uh, sport track here. You know, signed a multi-year contract with the Pistons just this past August. <laughs> no shot. Okay. They he's only that. making three million. It's oh, three million. okay. Yeah, hey, so there you go. Two years, six million. Yeah, so they like and yeah, so like, why wouldn't you just take that? Like, what what are you doing? Like. Yeah. Just pay him the three million in the off season if he doesn't work out, right? Like, why not give him a run? Was he even? Well, it seems like bad in, asset in, management. Uh, was he even getting minutes in Detroit? No, he's no, he wasn't. He's, he's he's absolutely done. He was. Uh, I mean, he was averaging fourteen minutes per game, but that's, that that surprises me, to be honest. Well, it's like fourteen um, minutes a game, but how many games? Forty-two. I mean, oh, I mean that's a pretty decent run. Okay. It shows how much I've watched Detroit. This What's season. his uh? <laughs> what are his other stats? How many points? How many boards? How many assists? Uh, five point six points. Uh, two point six rebounds and point <laughs> four assists. You know what? Not great. Honestly, for fourteen minutes, eh, you can do worse. It's more like what are his advanced set of metrics looking like? Yeah. Just, uh, you know, I don't uh, like I. I don't really feel like going too deep down the Kevin Knox yeah, rabbit hole to be completely that. honest Knox. with you, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I said before, like he's still a young player. Like uh, what's his uh, twenty three? Yeah, twenty three exactly. Right, so he's still a college kid at this point. So, oh, and it's a club option for next season. Yeah. So why would yeah. they buy him out? Yeah, but Jesus Christ! There's absolutely no reason to buy him out this season. You know, it's it's funny that you say he's a college kid. Maybe he should have stayed in college. Maybe he should have stayed in school. Yeah, I mean, you could have stayed in school or made three million dollars this year. What would you have chosen? Yeah, let's let's just <laughs> stay in Lexington, Kentucky for another three years. <laughs> yeah, instead of being a you know what? Pick. I guess you're right. <laughs> hey, what just are a uh, really dumb thing to say? What, what are Kevin Knox's career earnings? Uh, I mean, he's got a he's got to have made a couple a couple dozen, right? Like. Uh, eighteen and a half million. Eighteen and a half million. Yeah, that's prior to go. this season. Prior. prior so yeah, tw- twenty-one million by the end of the year. Yeah. Even you if you get that buyout. Yeah, no, but yeah, yeah you're you're hundred percent right. <laughs> just, just terrible, terrible uh, financial he advice. Might, he he might have made more than that in uh, at Kentucky. You never know. <laughs> uh, what, are you, what are you insinuating? Nil. Insinuating shit. <laughs> well, NAL then only came by, uh, came back uh, came around in the later portion of uh, poor Kevin Knox's oh, pro career. That's what you, you think. Uh, so, I guess Baldy, uh, what do you expect after the after the trade deadline? Any major changes? Any shakeups that you expect to see in the in the second uh, the third? I guess quarter or one third of the the season left. 
uh, I expect the Nets to plummet. Uh, the Suns to, you know, maybe go up a, a, a spot or two. Uh, and everyone uh, wonder why they didn't trade for Giannis. It's uh, Giannis. Whatever. Don't care. Wow. <laughs> That's Giannis all, to be honest. Yeah, G-Honest. What's he got to do? Win a championship for you to get his name right? Yeah, he's got to do something more than get, uh, you know, what was it, 52? Uh, the Chick-fil-A minis? Oof. Something more than uh, that. So, uh, so Duke, was, what do you... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sandy, what, uh, what are your feelings for the rest of the season? Oh, I, I, I was going to dunk on Baldy, but never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what are your feelings for the rest of the season? Hey, man. I just uh, hope that... Yeah, <laughs> hope that Aiton stays uh, stays motivated because uh, uh, the midi is going to be money when uh, Durant, Book, Paul, Warren they all they all get rolling. That midi is going to be money. It's going to be cash, cash, fucking money. All right, and, uh, Duke, what are your thoughts? Well, the West uh, loaded up. <laughs> The West got a lot more competitive. I bet you John uh, Morant's worried man. now. Uh, he's not worried. But, uh, I mean, the Is Sun John Morant a home team? What? Is John Morant going to be on a home, uh, a home team in the first round of the playoffs? They've no. lost nine of their uh, last ten, haven't they? I don't believe so. Yeah. They, I, th- I don't think you can bet on that. At they this they point, have lost right? nine of their last ten. Yeah, they're really not doing I so had well. them as the one seed. You both did. No, I, I no, yeah, I did, didn't I? You did. Yeah. I think Denver is probably still going to lock up first in the in the West. I don't know if they're the best team in the West anymore, I so though. Too. Um, I still think that I still think that the champions still in the East uh, between Milwaukee or Boston yeah. at this point. Well, they're the two betting favorites for the championship right now, but Phoenix is third. Yeah, I mean Phoenix is really good. I just I I feel like uh, there's just not a lot of depth there. I I don't know what their full rotation is going to look like. Depth um, be damned. They ended up getting Darius Basley uh, uh, um, for uh, Dario Saric in a second round pick, which is you know a good upgrade in that position. He's so. a young guy too. He might even get some starting minutes to be honest. Um, uh, coming uh, coming out of. Uh, Okay, see, given uh, given the holes that uh, that are going to be opening up, I think in the in the rotation, given the the trade and what was given up. Um, but you know, I, I still think I I still think if you look at an eight eight to ten man roster, it's really hard to beat Boston. And then on top of that, you have uh, Milwaukee. Um, you know, adding you know Crowder, champion. Um, in the making. Can we uh? I know, I know it's not really the topic of the day here, but we got to, I just want to, because it happened since the last podcast, LeBron James broke the record. Um, yeah. How do we feel about, with 10 seconds left in the quarter, everything just comes to a complete standstill and stop for about 15 minutes while they celebrate? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got to do it. I, no, they don't. You got to, so, yeah, you have to, so, like, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a once in a forever thing that just happened. You, know, you can't celebrate. do it a little quicker than they did it. 
what I think that yeah, I think the fair criticism is is why are they losing to the uh, OKC Thunder? You know, oh, the OKC Thunder was pretty good, man. I mean, to start the yeah, I mean for twelve years they uh, were on a bit of a roll, weren't they? Up there, at fifth in the conference at one point, Luca. Not fifth in the conference, but they're the fifth best team in the league since uh, the new year. Yeah. Where, where, where are they ranked now? I think eleventh. Uh, twelfth. Uh, twelfth. You know what? Yeah. It's not as bad as I was gonna say. Yeah, I think that like uh, you know, I think that the uh, they still have a really good chance of making it into the play-in at the very least. Oh. Um. My uh, prediction is that the Nets don't plummet it nearly as far as everybody thinks they are. I think that they'll probably not be a straight-up playoff team, but I think that they're definitely going to make the play-in. Yeah, they're 10 over 500 right now, and they've got uh, they've got some guys. It's just a matter of how well they mesh with each other. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot for Jacques Vaughn to figure out, but they like. I mean, I just like I can't get over the potential that they have defensively. Like teams hate playing against the uh, the Miami Heat. This team, you know, the Nets have the potential of being like the Miami Heat on cocaine. Like they have the t- potential of being Miami Heat with talented players. Bridges and Claxton are going to make for a scary duo. Well, Bridges, Claxton, Dorian Finney-Smith, even Ben Woody. Simmons. Uh, I don't respect Ben Simmons. I mean, I'm talking defensively here. Well, I'm not had talking him coming off the bench tonight. They am starting. <laughs> Bench Simmons. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Well done. Oh, every now and then I get a good one. Royce O'Neal's another one, a defensive uh, yeah. defensive guy. Like, I mean, just yeah, the the names on this roster. It doesn't seem like a, it doesn't like. Obviously, they gave up uh, Kevin Durant and they gave up uh, Kyrie Irving, but my, uh, this team is better. Now than the the one that they had with Kyrie Irving and no Durant. Certainly deeper. Um, Who's the oldest of that group we just named too? They're young, young guys. Uh, Probably Dorian Finney-Smith. Dinwiddie. Well, I'm talking about Dinwiddie's thirty. I'm talking about Dorian Finney-Smith, Bridges, Claxton, those guys, the defensive guys. Yeah. No. I. I mean. Yeah. Like. I mean. Probably. Uh, of that de- uh, of that uh, defensive uh, defensive group, probably Royce O'Neal. What's he? What's his age? Like, He's in his early thirties. Yeah, twenty nine. So, oh. yeah, I mean, like you know, it's a yeah, it's a young group. They and like obviously they have a lot of potential uh, in the off season when it comes to trades and such. Once again, the Nets have no incentive to tank, yeah. right? So, uh, I would expect oh. a lot of these like a, a lot of these uh, picks that they accumulated between the two big trades, um, as well as. Uh, as well as even the one they had with uh, Jay Crowder, um, with getting those five seconds, like I think that you're probably going to see the Nets um, be very active in the off season, trying to pick up players and utilize that, uh, utilize those uh, draft picks um, in trades as opposed to actually picking them, um, because they just have zero. Like their entire draft for the next five seasons is owned by the Houston Rockets, so. They do need to. They do need to make sure that they do something. Otherwise, they're going to be in a similar situation they were with the Boston Celtics trade that they did you know, over a decade ago. <laughs> oh, that was an all-time great trade for Twitter. I think the biggest difficulty that the Nets are going to have is determining who they're going to have starting and who they're going to have coming off the bench in their rotation because they got a lot of talented wings. Not so much the guards yeah. being like 
determining that should be easy. Spencer should start. I guess they're going to give Cam Thomas a chance, but do you start Cam Johnson? Do you start Bridges? I assume Bridges will start. I think he's probably their most should, talented right? forward by far. Well, it should be it should be yeah, it should be Bridges and Finney Smith and Claxton. Those are your three main starters. The thing is, well, like, I mean, if they want to get creative with it as well, you know, Miles Bridges played really decent as like a point forward for um uh, for Phoenix. Miles uh, uh, Mikhail. Or, sorry, Mikhail yeah. Bridges uh, played very uh, very good, uh, like very decently as a point forward, and that might be a development area that they see with him. Um, so there's an opportunity where they just run a completely wing lineup, similar to what you see in Miami, similar to what you see in Orlando, oh, similar to what you see in, in Toronto. Um, so I missed that Orlando lineup. The all six, seven and up lineup. Oh my god! I mean, it's it, it's what chills. Toronto's like looking at doing too, right? Like you think they brought him, uh, they brought him Pirtle. Like you think that, uh, uh, like. The, you think they're sitting OG? Probably not. You think they're sitting Pascal? Definitely not. You think they're sitting Scotty? No. So it's going to be either Fred or Trent coming off the bench now. Um, and their backups are Boucher and, you know, Precious. I mean, it's just all big lineup, right? Like, so that's, you know, that's kind of the wave of the future. A lot of the teams in the East in particular have been experimenting with it with, uh, you know, mixed uh, mixed success. But I think that the uh, the Nets have the talent where they could do it very well. Oh, man. It's a good trade deadline. One of the more exciting ones in the past few years, for sure. Definitely a lot of uh, a lot of players changed hands. Oh. Yep. Yep. Maybe believe. a protagonist. Bit. Protagonist? I don't know. It's a family guy bit. I just uh, I, I bailed on it halfway through because I lacked the confidence. You're a family guy bit. Thank you. All right. I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning into the Full Court Press podcast. Bonus. Uh, my name's uh, my name's Lufa. You're uh, you're listening to uh, Sandy, Baldy, and Duke. Um, you can reach us via voicemail at seven two four F U Fools at seven two four three eight three six six five seven, or follow us on Twitter at F Court Press Podcast. Topic suggestions can be sent to hashtag FCP Rundown. Uh, thanks once again for tuning in, and uh, everybody say bye. Or, or don't. <laughs> oh, goodbye. Okay, bye. Kevin. Well, fuck all you guys. Durant. Peace. I feel like for don't every cold you. open, we should just play like two or three minutes of the second half of Paranorman until we get through it. <laughs> <laughs> and just inch closer and closer to the end. I'll share share a little secret with you guys. I'm never watching the rest of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not ever. I will I never watch the rest. Of I think that, movie. that I think that secret was out of the fucking bag. I gotta be honest with you. I might have if it didn't become a running pit. Now I can never, <laughs> never taint the pool.